0: Hello, world. Welcome back to Golf Subpar. We're a day late, but it's going to be well worth it, I promise you. But first, before we get to our special interview, Sleaze, we got to break down the players. Where Cam Smith put on a short game clinic. My goodness gracious. He got it up and down from everywhere on, on on Monday to end up winning one of the craziest tournaments I've ever seen.
1: One of the best up and downs, most clutch up and downs you'll ever see. I don't know that he needed to get up and down. from. That might have been avoidable to get up and down from 60 for bogey on the last hole to pull it off. But damn, with what was going through him... You know, his his heart at that time, his, his insides had to be going crazy. That thing was nuts. And just the whole tournament was nuts. I mean, we, from the weather delays to the crazy wind to the, the waves differential between the two. Paul Casey and his drive into a pitch mark that was there from yeah. before. We got drop, you know, controversy going on out there. It had a lot of action.
0: It had a lot of action. And, you know, you if you look at Cam Smith's day, he made 10 birdies to shoot 66 and ended up getting the W by a shot over Anurban Lahiri. But look at some of the stuff. Like, he had a quack hook off 16, hit a great pitch out, and then I thought the best swing he made all day was the three iron for his third into 16 that he hit it to 35, 40 feet, and damn near made the putt for birdie.
1: As soon as he hit that on the green, yeah. I was like, don't count this one out. This yeah. might be the most unlikely birdie you've seen
0: today. People talk about the shot on 17, which was fantastic, slash an accident, but I think that three iron was so big. I mean, if you happen to block that one on the right and end up making possibly double on that hole or pulling it left and making bogey, I mean, I think you're in a totally different mindset going to 17. I feel like when he made the par and tied Paul Casey on the uh, hole, he's the, like, yeah. oh, shit, I'm great. That's
1: the big thing is like when that quick hook happens and then Paul guts one, you got to be thinking in your brain like, all right, I don't even know if I'll be able to punch out over there. That, at best case, I would think par is going through your head. Maybe I can get it back out, get it on the green just like he did. But Paul's going to make birdie from there, probably have an eagle look. I might. This thing might be down to one going into 17 and 18. Anything can happen at that point. And when he hit that three iron in there and then you get up and Paul's staring at his ball like what the hell is going on? That was a tough, tough look for Paul on that thing. I mean, to step up there, you know, it's only two shots back with that final stretch, anything can happen and to hit it just a just a seed out there and have it roll in there. I mean, I watched it on the replay a couple times. I was like, dude, it, it was like heat seeking. I was like, You couldn't sit there from three yards away and roll a ball in Like that
0: you do a Red Bull. Exactly. Just find your dude, way it to just it.
1: finds its <laughs> way right there to the bottom. So um but that shot on 17 i don't care if he pushed it i don't care if he blocked it whatever it ended up right next to the flag stick that was unbelievable and then 18 a i didn't think he needed driver off the tee but who am i especially since his last few shots with the with the driver hadn't been very good going back to that quick hook Mm -hmm. and he missed 14 and 15 i believe as well uh i didn't think he needed it and then he got out there i was expecting that punch out to go sideways just hey dude bogey probably gets this thing done but took it on and he set the stage for one of the better up and downs you ever see.
0: If we could get Sammy Pinner in here at some point, Caddy for Cam Smith. I mean, I have a lot of questions about eighteen. Like, first off, there was no hesitation. He just immediately pulled driver after he struggled on it all week, mm-hmm. hitting two in the water earlier in the week, a hole that just doesn't set up well for him. And then the punch out. It's like, why even bring that water into play? He, I, I know, I know, Sammy didn't hit the shot, but I'm just questioning. Like,
1: you gotta. Have, it's what worth a conversation because yeah. it all happened quick, and you're like, okay, dude. We're looking pretty good. If anything, on Cam Smith on that swing, what's he going to do? It's going to be an anti-left swing. It's going to probably go right more often than not. So why don't you take a club like, okay, even if you make that swing and it's right of right, you're still short of the trees, sort of the pine straw, and you can at least chop something up there and have a you know easy five as opposed to having to get up and down from 60.
0: Well, I know you're a sick human and you love carnage, yeah. which is exactly what we Dude. got on Saturday for the second round. The boys that had that draw absolutely got hosed. I mean, that was brutal. Coming right on the air there at seventeen, we had nine of the best players in the world, and seven of them hit it in the water right out of the gate.
1: I was like, I don't know if anybody's going to hit land all day. I mean, Brooks Koepka missed it by ten plus yards. Colin Morikawa, best iron player in the game, missed it by a mile. I I started, I clicked that thing. I was like, oh boy, this don't could be a problem. leave this hole. I don't yeah. care who's on it. it. Just so happened we had some of the best players in the world right off the jump, and I was like, God. Damn, this is going to be a fun day here. And by the way, speaking of like carnage and heart, how about this stretch they've been? This is the month of glory on the PGA Tour, from PGA National to Bay Hill to this. I mean, you're not going to see tougher golf. I don't. We're going to get to the you John Deere and all this stuff later on in the year. But like, remember, yeah. remember when they had to grind for a while?
0: But we had some people reach out to us on social media saying how great it would be if you and I were sitting right there Ugh. doing a live broadcast from 17 i mean have some cocktails in front of us i'm pretty sure most of the players would have came over and stole our cocktails and chugged it after if they if they happen to make it to land or if not just be like good god i need something to make me relax a little dry
1: heave breaks out at the players god that'd be something hey good luck but the last seven guys have hit it in the shit but i'm I'm sure it'll be the lucky number eight
0: but congratulations to cam smith fifth pga tour win and this is a big one 3.6 million dollars you know he's a guy who's contended at the Masters in Augusta National. And he's going to be on a very short list of favorites, I would imagine, going into that week. And we got some special stuff coming for you yeah. this spring. I mean, look at this hat right here. Exactly. We had the green and white for, for Phoenix Waste Management Phoenix Open, which was a special hat. This one, you're going to be able to get. Little little white with the green. Gorgeous.
1: Classy. Classy spring look right there. And it goes with the vibe. Because actually, boys from Subpar are going to be down in Augusta, Georgia. Uh, tickets are available right now at the Clubhouse event in Augusta, Georgia. Go to golf.com. We'll be at the Savannah Brewing Company on Tuesday, April 5th, for a little live show, a VIP meet and greet. Get your tickets now on golf.com. Stay tuned for more details and announce- announcements on our social in the coming days. Similar to the deal we did up at the Ryder Cup at Three Sheeps, Shape Us. Mm. We had a great time up there. We're bringing the show on the road to
0: Augusta. It's going to be a lot of fun down Can't there. Can't wait. Going to do a, an interview. A little, like you said, meet and greet, get amongst it with the fans down, down there that are hanging around Augusta, Georgia for some reason If that you're week. down
1: there, just happen to be in Georgia, northern Georgia in early April, that, you know, and you want to
0: hang out. But get your tickets now at golf.com. Going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to this. That, that our, The Ryder Cup one was our first one. It went well, but we learned a lot from it. We're going to make this one even bigger and better. Now we're going to the Mecca.
1: I haven't been, I haven't been there in like 10, 10 years, I guess, exactly. So I cannot wait to get back down there.
0: All right. Well, here we go, Sleaze. Yeah, it's time. You know, we pushed this our episode back a day for a very, very special reason. Okay, we've had Pat Perez on lately talking about what everybody in the world of golf has been talking about, and that is the SGL. You know, the league over in Saudi. Greg Norman is the commissioner, and he happens to join us on Subpar.
1: He's a man in high demand right now, so it's a huge shout-out to him for giving us the time to sit down and talk about and just clear the air on a lot of things. There's been so many rumors, speculation, and I feel like it all came to a head at Riviera, and now we're going to hear from the man himself. Um, it's going to be a good one.
0: I'm very, very excited. I mean, this is one. I got a text message being like, Greg's ready to come on. I'm like, oh, shoot.
1: We're, we happen <laughs> to be ready, too. Yeah, here yeah. we
0: go. I mean, I can't wait to see what he – or wait to hear what he has to say. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things that – I've never seen something like this that's had so many unanswered questions. You know, we heard Colin Morikawa talk about it. He's like, I know nothing. Like, I really don't know what's going on. I don't know when they're going to start, when they're going to finish, how this is going to work. And we got the man himself, the commish. We're going to
1: clear up a lot of it because you hear rumors like, I heard this. They're going to announce when it happens this, and then it's going to be on this date, and they start here. But nobody really knows. You ask one player who says one thing, another one says something else. This is a chance to get this all
0: straightened out. All right, well, before we get to Greg Norman, we are very proud to announce that Dewar's is the presenting sponsor of Subpar and the official Scotch Whiskey of the 122nd U.S. Open at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. Discover Dewar's remarkable lineup of Scotch Whiskies, most notably their 12-, 15-, and 19-year-old limited Champions Edition, developed in partnership with the USGA. Dewar's is the perfect after-round indulgence, extraordinarily smooth yet complex, Sleeze, I have a feeling Mr. Norman throughout these last couple months has probably needed a couple of these. A couple of these. Just take the edge off. 19-year. Enjoy Dewar's double-aged scotch whiskeys any way you like, be it neat, on the rocks, in a whiskey highball with a twist, or a classic old-fashioned, which is my favorite. Dangerous. All right. Well, let's get to it. Here he is, Greg Norman on Golf Subpar.
1: All right. The man with us here today is one of the biggest names in golf, and he is definitely one of the busiest men in golf. Former world number one and current CEO of Live Golf, making a big announcement today. Greg Norman is with us. How are you doing, Greg?
2: I'm doing very well, boys. Yourself?
0: We're wow. doing great. We're very, very excited for this. First off, thank you so much for giving us one of the first opportunities to sit down with you after this big announcement from you and Live Golf. Um, take us a little bit through the press release today. We, we got to see some of the schedule, some of what the purses are going to be. But what what was the reason of doing it today? And what do you think is the most important thing you released out there?
2: Well, I, well, the reason why we did it today, we've always said, in the, and you probably read it in the release, the fact that we wouldn't go up against any of the majors, any of the international team events or any of your heritage events. And Last week was the TPC. It was delayed. We were supposed to be doing it the week before. We didn't want to go up against that. Then the weather delay happened and we, we were supposed to launch on Monday. And so we just wanted to respect that. We wanted to respect the players. We wanted to respect the game of golf. So we just pushed it back to today. And today was the most opportune time. So we're just happy after all this time, Colton Drew, to to get it out there because, um, you know, there's been a lot of white noise behind the scenes as you've all seen and read. But, you know, now we're out here. Now we're live. And uh, we can speak openly about um, the future of what we want to do from Live Golf Investments.
1: Yeah, and Greg, one of the big takeaways I found from your release is that you announced that players, they're not committing to playing in all eight necessarily. You could play one event, you could play two events. How important was that for you to give that optionality to the players as opposed to saying, if you commit to this, you got to play all of them?
2: Well, I think it's important from a player's perspective. Guys, remember, I was a player, right? And I built a brand <laughs> and I built a business. And now I've been lucky enough to be um, you know, asked to be this, this position of CEO. So I always balance it out. You know, what would a player do? What would I like to have? And the opportunities have. We've been really consistent since day one of being saying that the, this is for the players, giving them more opportunities and giving them a chance, right, to choose when they want to play and where they want to play. And it's no different here. You know, you can play all eight, you can play one, um, you can play whatever. It's just the the open pathways, the open opportunities we are them.
0: Now, is that going to be your stance going forward? Like you can just play as many of the SGLs as you want or Going forward, maybe in the in a few years from now, are you going to require guys to play more events?
2: Well, I think you probably read somewhere in there, it was a beta, this year is going to be a beta test. And that's mm-hmm. what we are. We're a startup, right? At any startup, you're going to go through a whole different litany of processes, right? And that's what we're doing. We're going to hear from the players. The players now obviously see the platform and the deliverables that we're going to deliver for them. Uh, giving them those opportunities to to have other places to play golf as well. Um, so, you know, I think the whole thing is, you know, like I said, it's a beta test and it'll work its way out over time.
1: And Greg, with this announcement, what do you expect the reaction to be from the PGA Tour in terms of them signing off and allowing their members to play in your events if they choose to?
2: Look, I can't comment what the PGA Tour is going to do, Drew, quite honestly. You know, it's just um, – we, we promised we were going to deliver some, something new for, for the game of golf, for growing the game of golf, giving opportunities to actually create more entertainment in the game of golf, to tell you the truth, and uh, give them the opportunities for the fans too, to see something new, something different. Look, the time I spent with you guys at the Ryder Cup was my first Ryder Cup ever, right? That was a game changer in my mind about watching the fans seeing the fans engage, seeing the players engage with the fans. I'll never forget when we were sitting in the booth, guys, and we were overlooking the first tee, right? And you'll see JT and Daniel Berger come out there and just fire up the crowd before the rest of the team came on board. That gave me goosebumps, to be honest with you. And I thought, there it is. That is exactly what the fans are looking for, right? They're looking for that connectivity, that something different, that uh, that the vibrance, that excitement, that entertainment that's there. And and if, if if I hadn't seen that, if I hadn't been there, maybe my perception would have been a little bit different because the President's Cup, yes, it's a team event, but it's nowhere near the magnitude, the energy, and the velocity of what the, um, the Ryder Cup is. So that moment in time, spending that time with you guys in the booth, was really very instrumental in me steering myself in a different direction a thought process. And convincing myself, as a player, you got to play individual golf, but the team golf at the same time is a huge aspect. Whether it's you know a team of four or a team of two, right? The team spirit is is there, and I think the players just salivate in it. And um, that was one of the one of the things that really stimulated me to get going.
0: Yeah, and so with that announcement, you mentioned the fields are going to be forty eight players. There's going to be 12 4 man teams. Are you focused more on the team aspect of this
2: tour? No, it's going to be both. Um, look, the $25 million prize money is going to be $20 million for the individuals and $5 million for the team each week, right? uh, each one of the seven. Um, so, yeah, look, they're important. But as a player, you want to go head to gear head against the best players in that field that you can possibly put together, right? So from an individual aspect, you've got to have it. But you've got to reward those individuals for their performances over a period of time, over those seven tournaments, Right. And that's why you get the extra 30 million at the end to say, OK, the top three, guy, three guys at the end of uh, seven tournaments individually, this is your reward, right? No different than what happens on other tours, right? You, you create this incentive base to get to a place in time. So going back to what you say, look, if you want to play one tournament, you're not going to have much of a chance of having a shot at that $30 million. If you want to play all seven and you're, you know, you're a quality player, which all 48 of them will be. You will have a shot at that $30 million. And then, Colt, you go into the, the, the team's championship. That's where it all comes down into the, in the eighth one, right? During the whole process, this whole build up from first week in London to the final one, which we'll announce very shortly about where the world team championship is going to be or the team championship is going to be. That's going to be where the teams start rallying up around each other. You imagine, you know, you got three events to go and your team is languishing a little bit, and you want to have a shot for that $50 million split um, for the the team championship, you're going to be inspiring as a team captain, you're going to be inspiring your guys who are on that team each week to, to lift their game and stay focused and let's go, let's get that camaraderie, let's get that rah, rah, rah spirit going.
0: Yeah, well, you mentioned, obviously there's a lot of money on the line, and you said the quality of the field is going to be very, very high. With that being said, can you let us know any of the players that are gonna be we're gonna be seeing in the SGO.
2: Well look, yeah, it's an invitational series, Colt. I mean, today's day one and day one of the first year, right? So invitations will be going out. For example, last night at 1030, I hit the send button on 250 letters to um tour players across all tours around the world to give them an introduction about what was going to happen today. To give them a, to, the, the, thank them for being patient for all the information they're hearing white noise in the locker room for what are they're reading so it's it's a slow process so we'll be like I said we'll have the invitations going out and then we'll see how it comes back in um, we're a startup and we're just going to slowly build our momentum and look if the if the players don't want to play hey I respect them for that you know they'll come back and trust me with when, when there's 25 million bucks on the line, Uh, For eight tournaments, well, actually for seven, and 50 and 30, another 80 to be grabbed hold of, it's a very um, enticing, and and it's near and dear to my heart, quite honestly, because you know I'm giving the players an opportunity to um, maximize maximize their true market value by playing and using their skills to go play somewhere else, as well as play any other tour you want to play anywhere in the world. And as an independent contractor, they have every right to do that. So I'm giving them this avenue along the same lines as going to the the, the incredibly deep talent pool. Let's just walk away from the name players we always talk about. Walk away from those and just look at the incredible deep talent pool. Just look at the NCAA, the kids coming out of that today. You think about the Asian amateur. Look where Hideki Matsuyama wins the Asian amateur then goes on and wins the masters. So this pool that we're gonna be stuck, you know, percolating up, percolating up, that's how you grow the game of golf, giving everybody on every tour a chance to play.
1: And Greg, as you start to uh, get invitations back and guys that are accepting, will you announce those names like incrementally as they come in, or is there a date where you're gonna say, we're announcing them all right now?
2: No, we'll probably, you know, we'll probably announce them closer to June uh, when we have, you know, the field of 48 in place.
0: Yeah. And so this season in 2022, you're going to have eight events. What is going forward? I know it's, it's obviously a long ways away, but like say three, four years down the road, are you looking at having a full season of events or is it always going to be like this eight to 14 events where guys can still play on the PGA tour if they're allowed?
2: You hit the nail on the head called eight to 14 events, right? Where we're a startup This beta test is with eight It might be eight or 10 next year. Right. And then let's just see what happens the next following year. It might be 12. It might be 14. We don't see going beyond 14, to tell you the truth. Okay.
1: And, Greg, is your thought process on this, like you mentioned you're a startup. Right away, maybe you don't have the biggest names in the world, like all the names that come up there. But as they see these events take place, as guys come in and play and win these golf tournaments and get massive purses, your thought being that, like, okay, once guys see this is real, money's hitting the account, they're, they're this is actually happening, more and more people gain interest and, like, hey, I'd, I'd like a chance to play for that kind of money eight times, 14
2: times. 100% Drew. I mean, to me, what I would love to see number 380 in the world or 280 in the world or 180 in the world, go and win 3.6 million bucks. You imagine what a life-changing thing that is for him. And maybe he comes from Thailand or maybe he comes from other parts of the world. You imagine what a life-changing event that would be for him, his family, if he's got a wife and kids. That is what the empowering thing about it is. Listen, you know, you've got to think about the the, the, the movement you, you can create underneath, the excitement that these kids will be able to see today and say, "I want to be able to go play that. I want to be able to do that and give them that opportunity to go and get that. And that to me is the most one of the most satisfying things because to me, I started off playing on public golf courses and making twenty eight bucks a week, right? And you got to give the opportunity for the players to grow into the future. And uh, you know, I, I hope that happens. And when that does, if that, if that does happen, hey, you imagine the top 10 in the world sitting back and seeing some kid make 12-15 million million bucks for the year, going, you know what? I know I can beat him next year. I want to go play. And and you can still play the PGA tour, you can still go play your FedEx Cup. Like I said, we're not going to be up against the majors, we're not gonna be up against international team events, and we're not gonna be up against any heritage events. So they can still go and have all that and still do all that and still come over here. So time will tell. The door is open. Um you know it's open to anybody who wants to come play.
0: Yeah you say that they can go and do that, but Commissioner Jay Monahan of the PGA Tour says they can't. They said they'll be banned if they go play in the SGO. What's your response to that? So why why are you? My question is why are you so confident that they can still go play the PGA Tour when their commissioner says they can't?
2: Because they're independent contractors, and you look at the anti-competitive law that sits in place that's always been in place. You know, an independent contractors have got a right to go and a living. Um, so I, I just believe in that. Um, I've always believed in that for decades. to Be honest with you, and I still stand here today saying, as a player, from your perspective. You can go do it.
1: And Greg, when you first came up with the concept for this tour and started putting the the balls in motion, I'm sure you knew there would be some pushback from the PGA Tour, clearly. But did you ever expect it to be as severe as it is with a threat of the potential lifetime ban for their guys?
2: Drew, I mean, just a little history lesson. I saw this happen in 94. And as we, months and months ago, when I first came on board, I was giving everybody a little history lesson saying, this is what will happen. This is what will take place. This will be the propaganda. This is how it's going to go. Look, there's no question the tour through obstacles in our path. There's no question, right? They they laid down a big old redwood right across our road, right? But you know what? Because of the love of the game of golf, the power of the game of golf, the love of the fans and the players that I have, and my C-suite of people and fantastic people behind the scenes, along with a, a model that's been stress-tested by the best institutions in the world, economics and all that, we worked around it all, and we continue to work around it all. Has our model, has our position changed today when we launched to where it was last October? Absolutely. It had to, we had to adjust, we we're a startup, so we had to adjust because of these obstacles that you're talking about, that the PGA Tour put in place. Yeah, and Greg, um, I mean, you're you're, go ahead, sorry. No, but I'm saying, you know, from from a player's perspective, I'm just sitting back and just saying, hey, to the players, hey, you know, you have these opportunities, these new opportunities to choose to do both or one or the other. You're not forced to say, oh, you can only do, you know, live golf uh, invitations or you can only play the PGA Tour. I don't believe in that. I've never believed in that as a golfer, number one player in the world, going around there, promoting the game of golf for decades. I've always believed in the opportunity as a player. We have a right to go and play wherever we want. And, you know, just
0: going back as a former player myself and knowing what the PGA Tour bylaws are, if you choose to go play on a different tour that's opposite a PGA Tour event, you're allowed to be released up to three times. You have to be signed off. So I noticed that three of your first seven events are opposite PGA Tour events, being the Canadian Open, the John Deere, and the Rocket Mortgage in Detroit. So how does this work with these guys? I mean, if, if you're opposite a PGA Tour event, that's three right there. So that's their that's their maximum if they want to get released, not counting what they've already played on the DP World Tour, or perhaps when they a bunch of guys went over and played the Saudi International. How's that going to work?
2: Hey, look, it's up to the players, Cole, quite honestly. <laughs> You know, if, if I was a player in this situation, I would just go apply for a release. Simple as that. And you know? whether it
0: be five, six times a year and they say, no, you just go play
2: anyway. Well, it's up to the player. I can't speak on behalf of the players, yeah. right? I'm mean, like, I went through all that with that too, Cole. You, you did it. I did it. When we had to go overseas, we had to do it. Um, you know, so at the end of the day, it's up to the player. If he just wants to apply for a waiver or apply for a release immediately right now, like, You've got the dates. If you're a player out there listening to this podcast or reading what's happened in the media, hey, put it in straight away. You've got up until 30 days before that tournament, before the commissioner uh, has to give you a yay or a nay, go do it. And then, then you'll see how uh, the chips will fall. Yeah,
0: I'm very you know, interested I'm, to see. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that happens once the guys reach their limit of three, what happens when they start to apply for more. But, I mean, the John Deere, the Rocket Mortgage, those are great events, but I think the one thing people want to know, and I'm sure players want to know, is about the major championships. And have you spoken to all four of the, the major championships in the game of golf? Because I know that's what you focused on when you were playing. You're a two-time major champion. Have you spoken to Augusta National, the USGA, the RNA, and the PGA of America? Are these guys, if they choose to go and play the SGL, will they be allowed to play in the major championships?
2: Well, first of all, Cole, it's not the SGL, okay? <laughs> i Rub your mind of that SGL stuff, okay? Okay. It's not SGL, it's live golf. And so, okay. anyway, yes, the answer to your question is yes, I have, but not all four. I've spoken to one of them. Um, other people in my organization have spoken to everybody.
0: And you believe they'll be allowed to play the major championships?
2: Look, it's going to be up to the player. I'm not going to talk about any legal issues between them or the or the uh, the. If you're, in my belief, if you're qualified. And you've qualified for a major championship. You have every right to go play.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Simple as that, right? Um, so, look, time will tell. Uh, I'm, like I said, I'm not a lawyer, uh, but we've had some pretty good um, scholars in the law, in the world of law, um, say the same thing to me. You know, com- you know, letting me know that if they got an invitation, they should be able to play.
0: Will you have world golf ranking points?
2: Yes, we will. Yeah. Asian tour, right? Which we've done a big investment, as you know, into the Asian tour, $300 million. Um, the Asian tour is the first in line um, for OWG points, um, for sanctioning our tour, right? Or, or sanctioning our events, shouldn't say tour, sanctioning our events. So they're first in line. And we want to we give spots to all the tours. We want to give spots and be co-sanctioned by all the tours. Uh, all the uh, IGFs, International Golf Federations, right? We want this. We want this holistic approach where we are 100% additive to the golf ecosystem. And we're 100% additive to the golf ecosystem because we're giving players a better opportunity, more of an opportunity, not better, more of an opportunity to go use their skills to improve their their bank account to a degree. Um, And not only that, we're also improving... The ability for the fans. Now remember, guys, where golf sits today, you guys know this stat probably as well as anybody, where golf sits today, you know, our demographics um, for, for fans is like 65 and a half years old. Mm-hmm. Right? We got an aging demographic of golf fans. And we want to reach down. And we're going to, we will reach down through our commercial opportunities. We have a totally different opportunity and platform to get to do what we need to do, right? So our investment into production side of things, our investment into giving better entertainment to the fans, this 54 holes shotgun start, right, um, is just an incredible opportunity put with no cut for every player being on the golf course at the same time in four and a half hours. Now, you think from a fan base, instead of getting there at 7.30 in the morning and staying the next 10 hours to watch maybe your, your favorite player miss the cut, and get, not be able to go there on the weekend to watch them. Um, you know, it's a it's a big difference. So we're giving the opportunities for the fans to have more entertainment and experience. So as we roll this out, remember it's a beta. As we roll it out, all these new things, this evolution of of change that we're going to be bringing is starting to you'll you'll start to see it percolated, <clears throat> because at the moment it's only being one entity, right? One entity doing golf the same way year after year, and that's it. What's wrong with evolving? What's wrong with giving other opportunities for for the players and the fans? I don't see anything wrong with it.
1: Yeah, Greg, you mentioned that your model has changed over the past few months as as certain events have happened. I want to go back to Riviera, which is where it seemed like so many dominoes fell. A lot of guys came out that week and, and pledged their allegiance to the PGA Tour that week, were you blindsided by any of those announcements in terms of, like, you'd had conversations with guys and felt they were leaning one way, and then that week, bang, they came out and it, and it was different to you?
2: I Look, Drew, no question about it. You know, that was a big concern for us. It caught us, you know, did it catch us by surprise. We had rumblings. We had, uh, you know, intelligence that that was going to happen. But, you know, so be yeah, it. That's one of those obstacles, right? And you have to figure it out. And we adjusted, we we did what we needed to do, and here we are. So um, look, it's it's down to the players to take a look at their opportunities of where they want to go. This morning my phone being, has been has been a buzz with players, right? My emails from 250 of them being sent out last night, my inbox is pretty full, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. And each and every one of them is saying, "Hey," and I'm talking about top players in the world too, by the way. They're saying, "Hey, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, seeing the news today." And then, boom, out comes the news. Then, you know, it's just incredible the amount of interest and the given for the players to look at the opportunities they have ahead. And I'll respond to all of them.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned the top players are reaching out to you. In your opinion, I know it's a startup, so you're going to give it time. But say in five years from now, you can't get any of the top 10 players in the world to come over. Will this tour be able to keep going? Yes. And I mean, in, just in your opinion, like it'll be, you think it'll still be a success if your highest ranked player in the world's 60?
2: Hey, look, time will tell. I mean, I'm, I can't see around corners, right? I mean, I wish I could, but you you have to adjust. No different than playing the game of golf, practicing for a golf tournament, right? You've got to get prepared for it, and then you just you, you can't see around the corner what's going to happen. You couldn't see around the corner if you were a player on the wrong side of the draw last week at the TPC, right? You couldn't tell that. You didn't know you were going to get lamb-based by the weather and just basically be taken out of the tournament because of your draw, tea time. So you just have to, you know, you work around it, and you figure out what's the best way. You make the adjustments on the golf course, like we will make the adjustments necessary, and we're very, very confident. You know, We're here for the long term, we're not going away, we're looking into the future. And always remember guys, the game of golf is good for the world, right? Mm -hmm. The game of golf is is great in all countries of the world wherever we've seen it go. Where I've built golf courses all around, every continent, right? And we see what the game of golf brings to those regions of the world. So you always have to look at that. The game of golf is gonna continue to grow. And we want to be part of that growth.
1: I got a sneaky suspicion that if when this thing launches, if the number 180th player in the world goes out and wins the first event, wins 3.6 million, and none of the top 20 are there, and then the next week the 150th guy goes out and wins 3.6 million, all of a sudden you're going to have a lot of guys in the top 20 starting to lean on the PGA Tour saying, like, I like to play in some of these things too because I can beat that guy's head in and he's winning a lot more money than I am.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. That's that's what we expect to happen, right? As, you know, Players like to go play for money, right? They're professionals. They have every right to go play for money um, as independent contractors. they can go do with, do that. So, you know, allow them to do it, allow them giving them the, the flexibility to go out there and make as much money as they possibly can in other with other opportunities. I hope that's the case, Drew. Yeah.
0: yeah. It'll be very interesting to see. And you know, this, this next subject is obviously going to be going to be tough, but I feel like I'm not doing my job if I don't ask about it. And it's Phil Mickelson. Obviously he made some very, very interesting comments. Um, I'm, I would imagine you've had quite a few conversations with Phil over the last year or so. If so, what have those been like? And what do you think of those comments that came out from Phil Mickelson?
2: Look, I won't I won't comment on the comments, but I will say about Phil, right? I mean, over when you look back over the history of time, um, people make mistakes. We all we all say the wrong thing about the wrong thing at the wrong time. Some of it's more public when you're a public figure, right? Um, you know, so at the end of the day. Um, as far as I'm concerned as a player i'm always i always want Phil to come back and play the game of golf. as the CEO of live Phil has an open door to come play the game of golf that he's done phenomenally well out of and he's promoted the game of golf extremely well not only for all the tours that he's played on but for all the corporations he's been involved with right and that, on top of that he, look at his fan base. I mean, I looked at a stat the other day, Colton, you probably saw it as well too. I think it's like 87% of the, the support he's got there is positive when when all when he was going through this really dark time, right? That tells you that the fans are really behind Phil. And, you know, he did make a mistake. There's no question about it. And I will give Phil the time. I have not spoken to him since, Right. I'm respecting his wishes about stepping away and having the opportunity to regroup himself. Um, But I had numerous conversations with Phil before that, numerous conversations about how passionate he was about Live Golf and the opportunities that he could have and the opportunities he could do. Uh, We even talked about OEMs and the OEMs he were involved with about the the opportunities of growing their, their base on a global basis basis his vision is really good because he's had so much experience underneath his belt he sees it so you know i i'm sad for phil i really am um i feel Phil. um uh, but you know like i said he's always going to have an open door to the game of golf as far as i'm concerned
1: and greg i want to ask you because you mentioned it earlier like there's Since this concept was released to the public, there's been so much speculation, rumors, just noise around this thing. And today we're seeing like the concrete, you know, schedule going forward. Have you heard any rumors over the past year or so that you want to just clear up and set the record straight? Like, no, that's completely false. I heard that. That's not true. Because there's just been so many different things that have been floated over the time.
2: Yeah, Drew, we we don't have enough time. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you know, it's just... uh, I've, I've been around the game of golf and I've done a lot of things in my my life. And, and, and you look, the, the, the simplest way of pointing is don't judge anything or anybody until you know all the facts, right? When you sit down with with when – I'll give you a, a quick example, right? If we had an – if I had an opportunity to sit down with somebody who's believing all this white noise about – whatever was going on four months ago, five months ago, three months ago, a month ago, right? When I sit down with that individual and I walk them through what Live Gold Business Model is all about, they all say, oh my God, this is so different than what I've been told. I go, duh, right? Don't believe everything you read out there because what you're hearing is you know, opinions on zero knowledge of what the business model is all about. And I'm talking world-class players here. And once they understand what the model truly is, and I've, let's talk about agents too, right? Because you have to talk to agents because the agents represent their players and, and then their they're players lawyers. And to the T, guys, to the T, every time I've sat down with somebody, whether it's my C-suite or whether it's the people who've come on board or whether sitting down with lawyers or anything like that, not one person has said to me, this is a stupid idea. Don't do it. Interesting. And yeah. It is extremely interesting. Right. And here we are today, my phone, I just glanced at it before we went on. I'm getting messages from caddies. Right. <laughs> hey, Greg, I'm, you know, what can we do to get my player in there? 25 million bucks a week. It sounds like a pretty good deal. Now you think about the true buzz now that's going on within the locker rooms. You know what's what's the tournament this week, okay? Forget where wherever they're playing the world. Tampa. Now mm-hmm. They have now they have the facts to make a true and honest decision about a choice to improve on their opportunities and improve on their ability to make more money for themselves and their caddies and their wives or their girlfriends and and their kids. It's just it's it just amazing me. I mean, I wish I had that opportunity. I actually thought about going out and start practicing again. <laughs> 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 to give myself right.
1: <laughs> Commissioner slash player. I love that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, last week Jay Monahan obviously was asked a lot of these questions and he responded, said we're moving on. Um, do you expect with this email that went out today and this in this press release that went out today a response from Jay Monahan pretty
2: soon? Oh look, Cole. I, I don't know. Um, I put a call into Jay. You know, you're the first guys to hear that. I put a call into to Jay just because I've always wanted to have a conversation with him. Uh, we've reached out to him for over a year now. Uh, we have spoken to other institutions uh, face-to-face with them uh, to explain what our model is. Um, but with Jay, he just, I don't know why. He just said, no, I don't want to meet. I don't want to meet. And uh, look, you respect him for his opinion. But I did reach out to him today and I did leave him a voicemail. I'm um, just hoping that we can get together. You know, it's, it's, that's all wow. I can do.
1: So the door's open for him. And put yourself in Jay Monahan's shoes right now, if you could. You came out today. You announced your eight events. They don't compete with majors. They don't compete with the Heritage events. It's Everyone's free to kind of do both things and get the marquee players in both spots. If you're him, what would be the argument you could make to the players about not allowing them to go play on this tour? Or excuse me, in the <laughs> live events.
2: You know, Drew, I can't answer that on behalf of the PGA Tour. I don't know what's in his head, to be honest with you um i just know what's in my head and what i believe is right for the players and i'm just giving them these like i keep saying these new opportunities for them so you'll have to ask Jay that quite honestly i mean i i can't answer that
0: yeah and with over 255 million dollars in prize money going to be awarded out this year in 2022 obviously we're going to be able to watch it somewhere i would imagine when uh-huh. are you going to know where that's going to be or do you know already
2: uh, look, we've been in extensive discussions with numerous um, operators, whether they're OTT or whether they're linear, right? The amount of interest uh, for the last four months, three months, um, when we sit down with these people uh, from a production standpoint or a technology standpoint has been incredibly high. And, of course, they want to find a way to get in and get involved. Uh, but, the, you know, the simple question is, what players do you have? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that's the, the chicken and egg. So at the end of the day, we say to them, he's oh, here's the platform. We're going to launch. This is what it is. <clears throat> Sean Bratches, who's my uh, CCO, is in charge of all the media and stuff like that. Uh, you know, he's he's doing a phenomenal job behind the scenes, and he will be announcing stuff shortly over a period of time about where we are leading up into June. So, like I said, we're a startup. Uh, all we can do is present the opportunities, not only to the players, but to also, from a production standpoint and, and sponsorship standpoint, uh, all those other things that come into play. Um, so, but I can tell you what we have already got in place behind the scenes is mind bogglingly impressive.
1: Wow. Greg, prior to this week, did you get the impression that maybe there were a lot of guys that behind the scenes were very interested in what's going on and wanted to play on it, but just don't want to be the first name announced as the guy committing?
2: Drew, 100%. What you said, the latter part, yeah, they don't want to be the first guys. I would say, in all honesty, myself personally and my team probably would have spoken to close to 70 players. And not one of the 70 players said, no, no, no. But, you know, they all wanted to wait. They all wanted to see how we played out. And that's why I said in my letter, thank you for your patience, right? Thank you for your patience over all this time because um, they have been waiting and wanting. I've been, you know, been contacted on almost on a weekly basis. Hey, what are you going to say? When are you going to say it? You know, let me know before you do it. And I'm talking about some of the best players in the world too. So it just, it's just fascinating to me that they see this opportunity. Um, they've understood this opportunity where we, we sit down with them and uh, either put their, their agencies under an NDA or the player under the NDA, NDA and walk them through it. They go, wow, like I said about a couple of minutes ago, wow, I've Never this is totally different than what we've been told. So yes, the interest has been there, Drew, and uh, I'm just so glad today happened. I'm happy for myself, for my team. I'm happy for the game of golf. I'm happy for the players. Um, you know, right across the board, and the fans will eventually see it, and and they will embrace it as a as a new inter- entertainment level in sport.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be very interesting to watch. I mean, I think we're all in the golf world looking forward to June to see what it's going to be like. I got to ask you about one more top player before we before we let you go because his name's been attached with Live Golf the whole time it seems like, and that's Bryson DeChambeau there was the num- the rumors of 135 million dollars to come over and play where where in the world did that number come from
2: i have no idea but i can tell you <laughs> that's fake news <laughs>
0: okay perfect there's
1: one there's a rumor <laughs> dispelled
0: yeah perfect
2: <laughs> greg yeah. i want
1: to know a little bit more about the uh, the team element cuz this is different we don't really see this across the world of golf right now you got the 4 12 man teams out there you can have a season long deal individual uh how does that work is it is it? I think you mentioned something about there's going to be a draft process. What does it look like on an individual week? Is it four count three or what's the format on all that?
2: Yeah, no, that's a that's a great question. Drew. Look, there's 12 4 man teams, right? I, there will be a captain selected leading up to the week before, and then we'll have a um, a, a draw party on you know, Wednesday or Thursday night, and it's going to be a you know a pomp and circumstance event. We want to just Again, it's the entertainment side of things. It's no different than the draft in the NFL or any other sport, right? Um, so you, you'll play that out, and and they'll play as a team that week, right? And so it just depends on what happens the next week and who, who, who wants to keep playing. And I foresee, in, in my prediction, I foresee um, there's going to be a majority of players wanting to play all seven individual events. Because I mentioned you at the top of the show, that $30 million sitting at the end of the seventh event for the top three players, right? And you don't have to be a rocket scientist to break down the math on that, or how one, two, three are gonna be paid out. So that's a new, an enormous incentive for them to go do it. So from an individual, then it leads into a team. So you're gonna see a lot of consistencies. And finally, Drew, to answer your question, um, we, we're working with one of, the, we're one of the best agencies in the world and, and gonna be naming our 12 teams. And you know the 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 and that will be launched by Sean Bratches and his team coming up in the near future. And, and I tell you, to to see the excitement behind the scenes when we work on a daily basis on these conference calls and Zoom calls, and and see what comes across our, our computers on on a daily basis about different names and different opportunities, it's like crazy exciting, good stuff. And you know, from a, and it's never been seen in golf before. And all of a sudden now a fan has a team to root for. I, I, I just about was going to say a couple of teams, but I caught myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Greg. Go ahead and let that slip. We'll edit it out. We'll edit that out later.
2: <laughs> let me ask you this because
0: you send out all these invitations, right? You're 48-man field. Say 100 guys accept it and say, I want to play this first week. Okay, mm-hmm. how do you decide? Is it going to be up to you to pick the 48? Is it up to the team captains? Or do you go straight off the world ranking? How do you decide which 48 get in if 100 want to play?
2: Yeah, look, it, that's a great problem to have, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a combination of a few things. World rankings, it's me, right? And that's how it all play out. Well,
0: Not fair right enough. Yeah. Is there an that's alternate the list? And do you need two alternates? Right. right here. <laughs> and the,
1: again, these are no-cut <laughs> events,
2: correct? No, <laughs> no-cut events, absolutely. Everybody gets paid. And, and uh, so, yeah. Hey guys, what what, do you all? We all go out there and start practicing, and whoever can beat who is the first guy in. I'm I'm about to go sharpen the wrenches (laughs) right, and
1: I've never been more motivated. I honestly think the draft and the team element might be, from an entertainment perspective, the coolest thing. Watching guys draft the team. No one wants to be last. Who's going to be drafted first? All that. That's going to be really interesting to watch that play out, especially you know once we figure out what who the names are.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's going to be like like I said, pomp. And circumstance is important, right? Because we want to give a different energy level to it. Um, so, you know, you'll see it. I mean, I can't wait for, for you to see how we're going to, Sean Bratches is going to stage this out. And um, let me just cap it off from a production standpoint. <clears throat> um, we have hired, uh, I don't know whether you guys have ever heard of David Hill. He's an Aussie guy. He, he actually created Fox Sports. He did the NFL for Fox And he's come on board as our consultant. And to hear him, I was just going back and forth with him today about certain things. And uh, you guys probably wouldn't know a gentleman called Kerry Packer. Um, He's know the name, okay? Kerry Packer. Um, He changed cricket. And Hilly wrote me today, and he said Kerry Packer is, you know, looking down on you right now, and so happy about what you're doing because he did it in cricket. He gave the cricket players all around the world, from Australia to India, to um, England, to New Zealand, every every South African gave them an opportunity to increase their market value. And he did it in a very, very bold way. And Hilly said today, he said, Greg KP is smiling at you and patting you on the back the the hallway. And those are the type of things, there are these moments in time when you look back in history of other sports and what happened to that sport to how it elevated itself to the next one. It's nothing against the establishment. It's the evolution of the game of golf. It's helping the game of golf get better and better and better. And that's where we are today. So uh, David Hill is on as a consultant and uh, he and I brainstorm all day long, You know, not every day, I shouldn't say that, but uh, he and I brainstorm about thought processes and, and things like that that are, I think is advantageous from a player's perspective, camera angles, type of cameras we use, microphones, how we position it, all this stuff that that, that you see or you don't see today that he sees in his mind because he is so creative. And because he's so creative and because we're a commercial entity, we can invest into that. We can invest in that to make our, our production and our platform way more entertaining, way more fun. Remember, it's that four-and-a-half-hour window maximum that you're going to be focused on. Every shot by every player will be televised. And you're on that golf course and you're a fan, that four-and-a-half hours, you're going to get dizzy. Now, who am I going to go follow? This is going to happen. And every every spectator will be connected to every player, watching what's going on. So, you know, it's it's, it's if you've been to the Super Bowl like it was this year and you saw what um, – uh, what Verizon did with their 5G technology, right, where you could actually pull up probably, I can't remember, but was 12 or 18 different um, camera angles that you could pull up. Man, you go, wow, how impressive is this, right? And, and they're the things that we see. <clears throat> they're the things we want to bring in. And these are the things that I'm so excited as of today to be able to talk about for the world of golf.
0: Yeah, it's it's seems to be all very, very exciting. And listen, Greg, we know you're a very busy man. We really appreciate you coming on with us. This has been this has been great for us. But we wish you and all the people at Live Golf the best.
2: Yeah, thanks, Cole. Thanks, Drew. And you guys are the best. I love being with you guys. And uh anytime you want me back on or if we, we have some updates, happy to jump back on with you.
0: Anytime you want to break up. news,
1: that we're here. binding contract verbally. We got lawyers too. Thank you so much, <laughs> Greg.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Right, thank, thank you, you brother. Guys. Appreciate it. All right. Well, that was Greg Norman joining us on Golf Subpar and Sleaze. I mean, I think we learned a lot of things we didn't know. I think the thing that I took away from this that was the most surprising to me is that he's reached out to Jay Monahan several times. And has not been able to get a hold of him or get a call back. I mean, it seems like Greg's trying to go about this in a lot, di- in a much different way than people thought he was.
1: Well, it sounds like like he's trying to make it work where guys could play both sides. And the PJ Tour is the one saying, No, you don't play, you can't play over there, or it's a lifetime ban. Like, that's about as extreme as it gets. So, he clearly wants guys to be able to go back and forth. I think deep down inside, a lot of guys, when they look at this money, are going to want to play these events. It's just going to take that first domino, the first guy, the first big-name guy to try to commit to one of these things and see what happens. Like, if, if it's number 90 in the world on the PGA Tour, all right, no, one's gonna miss, like, no offense, no one's going to miss that guy on the coverage or fans or things. But you get a top guy saying, this dude's making $3.5 million." In the last couple of weeks, you know, for beating these guys that I can beat all the time, it's I, I think you're going to see a little domino effect on this thing once it becomes real.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you, you asked the question about Riviera when the news came out of Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau saying they're going to stay with the PGA Tour. And you said, was that a surprise to you? And he goes, yeah. Yeah. So that leads me to believe he didn't say it, but it leads me to believe that at least one of those guys was on that list.
1: Yeah, he's not going to name names like, yeah, it was a shock when this guy came out and said he's going to protect all these guys. But I think that week, because of the Phil comments and the backlash he got, immediately was like, jump ship. We got to get out of here. I think there were a number of those guys that came out that week specifically who, based on their conversations with Greg, had probably led him to believe like, yeah, man, I'm coming. And then all this Phil stuff happened. He was getting destroyed everywhere. And like, OK, maybe back away for a little bit. And I think that's why the model changed. Like he, he mentioned the model changing. It used to be like, this is a tour. You're going to sign up and you're going to play all of our events, right? That was when the PGA Tour was like, okay, you can't go over there and do that. Now he's audibled out of that, and it's like, all right, here's eight events. You can play one, two, three, five, all of them. If you want to be involved for the big team money at the end, you're probably going to want to play all of them. But he's he's made adjustments to try to accommodate, you know, the PGA Tour and their players. Like, you you don't have to play all these, man. Just come play as many as you want.
0: And I think that was a result of you know what was happening with the PGA Tour, saying they would be banned and all this. But his, you know, I. In my opinion, when this first started, I thought this was to rival the PGA Tour. Right. I thought this was to get guys to leave the PGA Tour and play. But now, I'm obviously it's totally different. It's hey, here's some events. If you want to come play, it's not opposite the majors. It's not opposite the international team events, um, the big PGA Tour events. If you want to come play these, here they are, and you can play. Like you said, you can play one, you can play five, you can play seven, and then go back and play on the PGA Tour. The thing is, the PGA Tour still stands by this that you're not allowed to. So I, I cannot wait to see what happens. But he is – it's a very interesting approach. The one thing I will hate on, I hate the shotgun start. I know they're trying to make it faster. Jam it all I, yeah. I hate the shotgun start.
1: I w- shotgun start will be just weird. Like, hey, you're on 7A, Rory or Rory, whoever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, that's <laughs> – all right, can I get a ride out there? Where's the, the long drive contest? But the team element is really interesting to me and fascinating because it incentivizes guys to play more events because you get in that team deal, there's a bunch of money at the end of the rainbow the for that thing. So you're incentivized to play more. But we've never seen that before really in golf. PJ Tours said they're going to do something in the fall with that. But it adds a totally different element to it. And I love the fact that, like, the drafts are, like, public. Like, we're going to get up here. We're going to draft the team. If you had, if you did have some of the big names in
0: golf as the captains of that thing, like, that's good entertainment. There's so many interesting things still to be unanswered, though. I mean, say you got the 48 guys. Guys get hurt all the time throughout the week. Say a guy withdraws. Are you going to have some alternates sitting there?
1: That's a great question. I thought you asked a good question, too. Like, all right, let's just say 100 dudes so write yeah. you, email you today. Like, yep, in, starting June. I'm all the way. Like, how yeah. do you <laughs> how do you draw the line? Like I, like you said, it's a good problem to yeah. have. But I think if you go across all the world tours, take the PGA out of it, you're going to see tons of guys. I mean, dude, they're playing for Buku money. I mean, we mm-hmm. were just freaking out about the Players' Championship. You got it every week plus yeah. out there. I mean, there are going to be guys that are interested in this. Filling the field will not be an issue. It's who are the names that are filling it to start off?
0: I'm interested to see some of these names. Who, Like you said, who the first guy is to come out and say he's going to play. Um, you know, where is this going to be shown? He mentioned his relationship with Fox Sports. That kind of leads me to believe a little bit possibly something with that. But, man, there's still a lot of unanswered questions. But that was really, really cool for us to be the first interview he's done since this has all gotten announced.
1: And super nice of Greg. He's as busy a guy as 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 you can be, and I think you know we got to hang out with him at the Ryder Cup, develop the friendship out there. He's been nothing but great to us the entire time to grant us that first uh, interview there. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more to come, but that just kind of uh, speaks volumes. But it was interesting, and it was nice just all the noise that we've heard mm-hmm. throughout this whole thing. Like, all right, here it is straight from the horse's mouth. Here's the schedule. Here's how it's going to work. Put all the other crap to bed. You mentioned Bryson's number that got thrown out. He's like, that's fake news. I was like, that came out, and that was, like, pretty public. Mm-hmm. So where's all this stuff coming yeah. from? It's just you never know what to believe. Even the players don't know. But um,
0: And it is known as Live Golf, not It is not
1: the SGL. It is Live Golf. And I just – I think with the way they've structured it now in this model, play one, play all, do whatever you want, doesn't conflict with the big ones, I think you're going to see guys – as soon as some guys start getting paid out and this thing is real, they're going to be like, oh, well, I'd like to dip my toe in that water and make a ton Listen, of more money. we'll be
0: paying attention. All right, Sleaze, so it is time to get to the gambling portion of the program with our guys at FanDuel. Last week didn't go quite what we were leaning towards
1: that was a bit of a tough one to call yeah we did i mean i know that an entire wave was going to be wiped out when we made those
0: i agree but you know what we do we bounce back of course and we're on to the valspar championship down in Innisbrook, one of the hardest golf courses on the pga tour and it's time to step up to the tee and take a swing at betting the pga tour on fanduel sportsbook Right now, new customers can place their first PGA Tour bet and get a $150 instant bonus, guaranteed, as Sir Charles likes to say. Hmm. That's right, you'll get $150 in bonus site credit, and all you have to do is place your first bet of $5 or more. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. This app is so easy to use. There's a range of betting options like outright winners, head-to-head matchups, nationality props, and so much more. And when you win, you'll get paid fast. How fast? Uh,
1: within two hours, Colt. And by the way, what better time of year to oh. get a, get in the action? We got March Madness coming. That's, I mean, if like I've always said, you, if you're gonna get a vasectomy or do some major medical procedure, <laughs> this is the time, dude. You got it, and it leads right into the Masters too. My boys from TCU snuck in. We're playing our producer, producer Mark Seton Hall, whatever the hell their mascot is. That's a stomp. That's a free bet. Sign that up. And then you got a boys from Gonzaga. I'm, my my twin brother, Chet Holmgren, basically me, but just stretched out. To stretched 7-1. out about
0: two feet longer.
1: I see his legs and I'm like, I see a big fella.
0: I mean, if they whoever plays Gonzaga, if they don't just try to beat the hell out of this guy, I don't know what we're doing.
1: He's not thick.
0: No. But I feel like he's very things. fragile.
1: I love him. I love him. He's seven 180. I'm very that's, curious. That's the perfect dimension. I'm
0: very curious what you and producer Mark's bet's going to be in this opening round of March Madness. Something vicious. I can't it's a layup. Worry. Layup drill. Fire that quick. All right. Well, let's focus on yes. the Valspar. It's time to go low this summer and bet on the PGA Tour. Join FanDuel today with promo code SUBPAR. Then you can place your $5 bet to score $150 in bonus site credit. Guaranteed. All right, let's get to the vows part. It's time to bounce back, Sleece.
1: Yeah, dude. It's bounce back season. Let's all go. All right. Let's go. Well, what you a, got for me? Lead it, it, it off It's us. a great field.
0: Very, yes. very, very good field. A lot five of the top ten in the world, I believe, are teeing it up. The guy I like to win is not who my betting favorite's gonna be. I like Dustin Johnson a lot. I think he gained a lot of confidence off tying that incredible course record of 63. He Joined a list
1: of illustrious Unbelievable. individuals.
0: Dustin's going off at fifteen to one, which is a little too low for me. So as far as my favorite outright As far as the gambling odds go, I'm going Jason Kokrak. He finished 13th here last year. He was runner-up the year before, going off at 36-1. to He's won three times in like the last 22 months. I love his game. He's really improved his putting. This is a ball-striking golf course uh jason kokrek 36 to 1 looks very nice
1: 36 to 1 on big country i don't hate that at all S- similar to you the guy and i, I don't want to just pick the same dudes over and over i really love victor hovland again this week Where? by the way but vegas loves him everybody seems to love him as well so i'm going a little further down the board a guy sitting at 24 to 1 louis Ustazen. okay mm. he was minus six going in the final round of the players this past week was playing pretty good right there in, in good shape shot of 76 the final round so he had a rough final round but he's not a guy like we've always talked about. That He's not a big practicer, doesn't bang balls in between. That's his first start back after some breaks. And he's only playing his second consecutive event for the second time this year. you got to go back to October since the last time he played two in a row. So he's always a guy that, like, as he gets into it a little bit more, two events in a row, three in a row, I feel like he kind of knocks the rust off. I'm going to go with Louie. I mean, he rolls the shit out of it, hits it great. It's, it's time for him to pick up that dub on domestic soil.
0: All right. As far as a dark horse for me, I'm going with a guy who has won here. He also played great Sunday at or Monday at the Players to backdoor a top ten. He's going off at of fifty five to one. Ball striking machine works with our guy, Mark, our coach Mark Blackburn. Right. Yep. Adam Hadwin.
1: Yeah. When he gets time, when Mark's not working with us. Yes. Slides in Hadwin.
0: Go work with Hadwin, Mark. We I want him to win at fifty five to one.
1: Yes. We'll forego all lessons this week leading up. Work with work with Hadwin. I'm gonna go. It's a risky one, and I've thrown this guy out before, but he's been battling injuries. He hasn't been right for a long time, even dating back to last year. But he's sitting at seventy to one. It's like almost. I mean, you look down the list and you see the other guys at seventy to one. One name sticks out, and it's Webb Simpson. So wow,
0: seventy to one. He's
1: coming back from rehab. He played last week at the Players' missed cut. Had a tough week. Tons of great players did, but if he is healthy at seventy to one, you just don't get guys like Webb at seventy to one. So, assuming he's feeling good, I think that's worth a roll of the dice. If he shows up feeling right and can swing and, and be the Webb, it's been a long time since we've seen him kind of not battling this neck thing. He had the herniated disc, so. 70 to 1's enough for me to uh, fire on web.
0: And it's been a long time since we had a bad week gambling. So, I mean just don't even count last week. We're ready to go again this Please week. Count that. Be a goldfish. Yeah, exactly. Be a goldfish. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, go download that FanDuel Sportsbook app because FanDuel Sportsbook is the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Must be 21 years and older and present Arizona, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, New Jersey, New York, or Wyoming. That's, That's it. it. That's yeah. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full, ter- full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in arizona 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in connecticut 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in New Jersey, Iowa, or Illinois. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York or 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Uh, okay, what, what do you call New York? Go. HOPE-NY. Test.
1: Yeah, uh, HOPE-NY. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> is that right?
0: I mean, if we get all the states... I'm it-
1: not texting a, a damn soul <laughs> about my gambling. Everything <laughs> is just fine. Mind your own freaking business, bro. I'll fire on what I want to fire, especially if I'm get, putting down $5 and getting a free 150 like you do with FanDuel, code SUBPAR. Shout
0: out, FanDuel. Code SUBPAR. Don't forget to enter that. And don't forget to go to the Golf.com Pro Shop. First off, Golf.com, pick up your tickets for our event in April. Golf.com Pro Shop. Check out some of this sick new spring gear we building. got, Bernie Juice gear. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait to see all this new gear we got going. The season's heating up, dude. It is. and it's up. That episode was hot. Fire. My God. All right, well, That was a good. hell of a get. It was. hell of a get. That's going to do it for this week's SUBPAR. We'll talk to you on next week's episode. Have a great week